Hello, this is Pastor Pete Begg III with LifeNet in Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome to today's podcast, which is entitled, The First Fact Checker. Let me begin by reading Proverbs 14, 5. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. That's from the English Standard Version. One of the cardinal sins that God condemns is bearing false witness or lying. And this is because God, by nature, always speaks the truth. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. That's from the New Living Translation. Jesus told us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. All truth is God's truth. Truth leads to life and freedom. As Jesus said in John 8, 32, the truth will set you free. God's truth produces life and saves us from destruction, whereas the purpose of lies is to deceive and destroy us. When God first created the world and put Adam in the garden, he provided every fruit tree for his food except one, which was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That one was off limits. God warned Adam that if he ate from it, he would die. That was the truth. If Adam believed that truth and kept away from the deadly tree, he would live. In contrast, God also put the tree of life in the garden. If Adam ate that, he would live forever. This is the backdrop for the appearance of the world's first fact checker. Anyone who uses the World Wide Web to gather information knows about fact checkers. These mysterious people who supposedly know most everything and are completely unbiased act as judges or arbiters of what is true and false. But just who are these people? What are their credentials? Can they be trusted do they speak truth or have a political agenda? Are they paid by the people they are protecting? Many never ask these questions. They simply accept what the fact checkers tell them. I and many others refuse to accept the narrative being given to us by our government and the mainstream media and have turned to alternative sources of information, but even these must be regarded as potentially suspect. The truth can be hard to find. When we have alternative sources of information which contradict each other, how do we distinguish truth from a lie? It takes a commitment to truth, time and effort to research, and a reliance upon the Bible and the spirit of truth to guide us. The sad fact is that human beings have an absolutely horrendous track record in this department. We are generally too lazy, too biased, too self-centered and self-reliant, and too easily manipulated. One great indicator of what is true today is what big tech is censoring. They never censor anything coming from the left, no matter how hateful. But when people from the opposite political spectrum are over the target, they get plenty of flack. We're living through a time when the truth has fallen in the street 
to quote the words of Isaiah, Isaiah 59, 14. However, another Bible verse assures us that nothing can stop the truth, 2 Corinthians 13, 8. For the truth to remain hidden, it must be actively suppressed, which God hates and will judge according to Romans 1, 18. Adam and Eve, newly created in a perfect world, never having been mistreated by God or deceived, fell for a lie that challenged God's words and defamed his character the very first time it was presented to them. Satan appeared in the form of a snake and fact-checked God. And here is how the conversation went. I read from Genesis 3, 1 through 6. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden we are not allowed to eat. God told us, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful. And its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. And then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. That's from the New Living Translation. We might say that Satan debunked God's warning, declared it to be a, quote, conspiracy theory, end of quote, and made Eve think she was a rube for believing it. Sound familiar? Satan accused God of having an agenda, of wanting to keep them back from something good in order to maintain his elevated status as the only one who knew good from evil. In one bold-faced lie, the first fact-checker undermined truth, demonized the truth-teller, and manipulated Adam and Eve into making the choice to kill themselves. The Bible warns us that sin leads to death, Romans 6.16. Proverbs warns us about the snares of death, Proverbs 14.27. It seems at first that Satan had been right. Adam and Eve did not fall over dead when they ate the forbidden fruit. It must have looked like they got away with disobeying God, but appearances can be quite deceiving. Death indeed penetrated their being that day. It took years for physical death to follow, but spiritual death was immediate. Guilt and shame filled their souls for the first time. Inspiring them to try to hide from God. But, thankfully, despite their outright rebellion and their horrendous death-producing choice, God in His mercy promised to send a Savior. 
Hallelujah. Satan still uses lies to ensnare and kill us. If we believe his lies and act on them, we put ourselves on a pathway to ruin. And let us not over-spiritualize this. Satan's lies are not confined to the religious realm. Yes, it is true that he uses lies to persuade people to sin against God's moral commandments. But he also seeks to destroy people physically and emotionally by leading them into making destructive decisions in the natural world. Smoking cigarettes might be a good example. There's nothing inherently sinful about smoking, but now we know that it is a very destructive to our health. My grandmother became addicted after her doctor advised her to start smoking for health reasons. He did not mean to lead her to addiction and death, but he did. She died of emphysema later in life. Bad advice led to a bad choice that eventually killed her. I believe she is in heaven today because her faith in God sustained her, even in sickness and through death. Let's get practical. Today, fact checkers are working overtime debunking what they call the conspiracy theory that the COVID vaccine, quotation marks, is actually or potentially harmful. However, many reputable scientists and doctors have been sounding a warning against taking this injection for some time now. But the media and big tech are working hard to debunk their warnings. I have put some links below if you wish to read more about this. Is this mRNA injection falsely labeled a vaccine God's gift to mankind? Is it a lethal bioweapon being unleashed on humanity to depopulate the world? Or is it something in between? What is the truth? Should we get the vaccine, refuse it, or wait and see? I am of the opinion that the so-called vaccine is at the very least a serious medical mistake being pushed upon a naive and unsuspecting public to make billions of dollars at the worst it is a depopulation bioweapon. Regardless of whether I am right or wrong, I see no good reason for it to continue to be pushed now that so many serious side effects have come to light and the so-called pandemic is over for all intents and purposes, at least where we live. Let's ask ourselves some serious questions. Why would anyone choose to allow whoever is behind this experimental injection to alter the immune system God designed for us. Are we really smarter than God? Two, why allow scientists to use us as their, quote, lab rats, end of quote, in a worldwide gene therapy experiment with unknown consequences, especially when the death rate for COVID is so low and there are low-cost effective medicines, HCQ and ivermectin, to treat it. Remember, no mRNA injection has ever successfully passed animal testing because the animals did not survive. 
Three, why trust people who have lied to us in the past? Four, why vaccinate young people who have a very minuscule chance of contracting COVID or being harmed by it, but who run the risk of being harmed or even sterilized by the injection? And lastly, why turn the human body into a manufacturing center for the most toxic part of the virus, the protein spike? Why indeed? Can you imagine how Adam and Eve felt after experiencing the full impact of their fateful decision to believe the lie pushed by the original fact checker in the garden? There was no redo for them. They could only live with the consequences while depending on God's amazing mercy. If I am correct, we're in the midst of a modern day Garden of Eden type lie that is designed to destroy us. We are being told you will not die, but the thousands, but thousands have already succumbed after receiving this vaccine. Some predict deaths in the millions before it is said and done. I certainly hope that they are wrong. Adam and Eve failed their test because they so easily mistrusted God, thought they knew better than God, believed a lie, and acted on it. How are we doing? As for me, if my conclusions are incorrect, I do not think I will ever regret voicing my legitimate concerns. In the past, that is what America stood for, freedom of speech. If I'm right and people take heed, perhaps what I've written will save some lives. I hope so. We all must make our choices before God and live with the consequences while depending on His mercy and grace to help us even if we decide wrong. Thankfully, God is greater than all the schemes of man. Psalm 22, excuse me, Psalm 2, verses 2 through 9. If you're reading my article, you will see that below I've put several links where you can read more about the dangers of the vaccine. God bless you and may God give you wisdom courage and faith to do the right thing. Bye.